Welcome everybody to another episode of Daddy No. This is episode five of the podcast. Day number thirty-eight of being a new stay-at-home dad. I don't know if I can be considered new anymore. I've been doing it over a month. Feel like I'm an expert now. I got this down, especially now that my mother-in-law is here this week. So uh, she's helping me take care of the kids, which makes it a lot easier. So uh, you'll hear less crying in the back. My son might come in and out of the room and mess with me, but other than that, we'll uh, we'll have a little bit of a quieter podcast. Has people are like, oh, but your son's the funny one. Yeah, well, whatever. Okay, he does absolutely no work into this. He comes in here. And this tries to ad-lib stuff. And I'm like, son, you know, you got to kind of come with an idea of what you're going to talk about. And he's like, nope, I'm just going to go in there and yell nonsense. Kind of like your jokes, dad, and your set. Just utter nonsense. Um, this week has uh, been it's been a fun week, been a weird week, been a trying week. Um, my son, I'm still having trouble uh potty trained him so i mean i'm gonna tell a little story about that but um a couple things that i wanted to talk about today was uh of course uh if you if you're into stand-up you know that whole thing going down with cat williams i want to talk about that because he's always been one of my favorite comedians you know even with all his antics and stuff like that but i like him fellow conspiracy theorist uh maybe goes a little farther than i do but uh, I, li- I like I like uh, I like Cat Williams, regardless of what people may say. And you know, uh, you, know you gotta support your your fellow comedians, even even when they go off the deep end. I like what Dave Chappelle said when uh, what's his name from Seinfeld, uh, Kramer. I forgot his real name or Kramer. Right? No, I don't think Kramer's his real name. But Kramer, when he went off and uh, at the at the Laugh Factory, right? When he went off on on, on those people. Man, everybody, black people hated him. And what Dave Chappelle said was he found out that day that he was 20% black and 80% comedian. Because at first he was furious. But then after a while, I was like, oh, come on, Kramer, get it together. Just You can pull it through. You're just having a bad set like that. And that's the way I think Like uh, with my comedy friends. It's, yeah, it's weird. Like Seinfeld said it himself, too. Like, you're, you're, it's like its own race. It's its own type of human being. You know what I mean? Like not better or anything like that. Just just different when you're a comedian. And uh, I, I really love that. But when we're talking about Cat Williams. Uh, this weird thing that Newt Gingrich said. I'm going to play that. Uh, it was just weird. He said it last, uh, I want to say Friday or Thursday. But really freaked me out when I heard it. Uh, the fist competition, uh, newsflash, I didn't advance, but not really about the fist competition, more about, I want to say, uh, like people being offended, people get offended very easily. Uh, and cause, uh, cause I've said it before, it's trigger words that make people offended. So they don't hear the rest of the joke because you said, I said a joke about ISIS and my daughter. And, uh, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit about that as well, but. People, people seem to cringe a little bit, and 
fat people are like, well, it's kind of offensive to some people, but it's not offensive. It's not offensive at all unless you're offended by words like single or not. Like if you have no context and you're like, oh, I don't like that, then then OK, fine. You're offended, whatever. Um, so my son potty training him and it's like explosion after explosion every day. And oh my god, like I was gagging to the point where I was gonna vomit. Like that's how bad it gets. Like I almost vomited changing his diaper. And yeah, I'm a bit squeamish, you know what I mean? But that's I mean, I don't understand how to get this kid to go take a dump. And I know when he gets older he's gonna love taking a dump. It's one of the greatest experiences you can feel just going and taking a dump. It's nice, it's relaxing. When you have a really good one, it's like, yeah. I don't know if women can relate with this as much, but man, it's 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 something nice. It's something we look forward to actually. Um, just a nice one, and I'm trying to get him to do that, but he doesn't see it. He sees it like as something shameful, like he has to be ashamed. And I'm not shaming him. We used to because we saw something, or my wife read something about when your kid poops in their diaper. You're supposed to be like, "Are you a baby? Huh? Are you a baby? You're not supposed to be doing that." And that that wasn't doing anything. All it was doing it was making him hide whenever he pooped. So the new approach was, hey, you know, poop and we'll give you a treat. Or let's go sit on the toilet for a little bit. We tried doing that. And he just, he doesn't like, he thinks it's weird. I mean, he, I mean, why would he? Why would he? I got these pull-ups or these nice cloth underwear. I can go sit in the corner somewhere and then you can clean me up after and I was thinking about, well, maybe I just won't clean him up. And that's what I did. I didn't clean him up for like a good hour, right? So, um, so because he was, and it sounds messed up, but he was like, Daddy, change me, Daddy, change me. And I finally went and changed him. And he got me back because uh, I almost vomited and he was laughing. And that's a gross story, but that's what I'm dealing with right now. My life is literally crap. Like, not, it's a good life, but right now it's literally has to deal with crap. My daughter is an angel, so she's still doing good. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't continue on in the fist competition. It was a good round. It was a really good round. Uh, congratulations, to all guys who went on. I had a good set. Uh, I had good laughs. I had one joke though that that made people cringe. I could tell. I could see it in their faces. They were not very happy with the joke that it, it's basically. And you can go hear it on my SoundCloud. Ha! Huh, plug. You can go hear it on my SoundCloud. It's a joke I talk about um, my daughter that my wife wanted to, you know, name her after the Greek goddess Isis. And that was before all the terrorist stuff came out and Isis came out. And, and she started crying because she couldn't do it. And I tell her, no, we're still going to do it. And then it goes on a little far on the deep end where my uh, daughter, my, at the, you know, my daughter just started beheading people. But in in the context, it's it's funny. People just got all butthurt about it. And it's all about, like I said, it's about context. Like people get offended by trigger words. As soon as you say something, like as soon as I if like if I had a joke and I was just like so transgender, boom, people cut off, don't want to hear it, blah blah. But it's all about context. Like I'm not saying, hey, you should be I mean you should be able to say whatever you want to say. Be ready to deal with the consequences, but I've noticed there's a lot of crowds that completely cut you off as soon as you say something. Like, just say that one word, they assume 
this is what it's about, and now I'm going to block you out regardless of the context. I am now offended because you said that trigger word that now makes me upset and I should feel this way. And it's like, no, you're not thinking. Think. Like, listen. Get outside your little bubble. And I'm not saying all audiences are like that. You have, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of great audiences. But it, 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 it for a comic right now, I'm not saying that it's hard. You know, it's always been hard for comedians to say stuff. But uh, we got to kind of got And it's good. We got to be smarter the way we deliver it and the way we say it. But it's upsetting when you don't even give us a chance to tell the joke. Like, listen to the joke. Yes, it might feel offensive at the beginning, but at the end, there's a point to it. It's And it'll make you think, it'll make you laugh. Because people don't remember exactly what you said. They only remember how you made them feel. You know what I mean? Like, Years from now, it's like, I don't remember what he said, but he made me feel this way. Therefore, I don't like him. Or he made me feel this way, and I really like him. And I'm starting to find my voice right now. I mean, year six, you don't still, even doing it six years, you don't really know your voice. So now I'm finding my voice, you know what I mean? And I'm noticing that I like to take people on emotional roller coasters. Uh, so there's points where, like, you might feel awkward, or it's like, oh my God, where is this going? But at the end, it pays off because if I can take you that low to where it's like, oh, I feel the tension and then break that tension, it's a guttural laugh. Like you can't even control it. And that is one of the greatest feelings to have that. And even if, if I, my, uh, who said, Daniel Tosh, I think is the one that said it. his favorite laugh is the one where people laugh and go, ha ha. And then right after go, oh, because they couldn't control it. They couldn't control that, that laugh. It was, it was a reaction that happened and then after they thought about it like whoa should i have laughed at that yes yes you should have laughed at that you know i mean the joke i mean it's not it's not racist or it's not uh homophobic or it's not you know it's not bad it's not bad to laugh because it's it's to make you think it's to make you feel you know what i mean i think a really good comedian is is not only funny, but thought-provoking. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be more funny than thought-provoking. We're not preachers. But I think the best comedians are that are thought-provoking comedians. Somebody who can tell you a story about themselves or a, a really good observation in our society. And it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. But in the end, it's like, wow, that's, I, I get your point and you're funny. Chris Rock is really good at that. Um, even though a lot of people give him stuff about the Oscars, but I mean, look at it, uh, all his, his CDs, you know, his, 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 uh, his, his, um, albums, you know, Bigger and Blacker, and, uh, all other ones that came out, Dave Chappelle's another one, George Carlin, I might keep going on and on of, with these comedians, but yeah, uh, talking about comedians, Cat Williams, man, Cat Williams, jeez, uh, so, uh, it's about a week ago, he, <laughs> He came out and started yelling. He, he put out a thing on BuzzFeed or I don't know what he put it out on. But he was, you know, tongue crap uh, to Big Tig, Tigger. And uh, he went on a show like two or three days later in Atlanta and apologized to him. But he went to Atlanta and got on stage and started talking all this crap about Kevin Hart and how Kevin Hart's a puppet. Uh, of course, because, you know, he, Cat Williams, like I said, is a bit of conspiracy theorist. So he came out and was saying how he's a puppet now and part of the industry and 
and, and I mean, Cat Williams is part of the industry too, but that that's why he's number one right now. Um, and, and I don't know exactly where he was going with that, but, uh, yeah, he went and apologized to, he apologizes to Kevin Hart. He apologized to Big Tig. And then a few days later, he goes to a Benny Siegel concert and gets on stage and is like dancing erratically for two hours and then runs at one of the dudes and the, one of the rappers and punches him in the face and then ends up getting stomped out. And later on, it also gets another fight. Like, and then I heard he bought he bought Benny Siegel a Bentley or something like that to apologize or for his birthday. I don't know exactly what happened there. But it's like he does something irrational and then he apologizes. And I wish I could separate that from his comedy because it's like, man, you're, you're one of the most talented dudes. And a lot of people don't know this. He actually, uh, when he started, he started with, um, he started with uh, Jeff Foxworthy and those guys. So uh, he actually says he started off with uh, white audiences. And then had to learn how to, to um, go and transition to black audiences. Uh, I started with all black audiences for like the first year. That's all I did was all black audiences uh, and go down the valley, do some Latino rooms. For San Antonio, that's weird to do all black audiences. But yeah, that's how I started. And then the hard part for me was transitioning to middle, middle America white audiences. Like it just also I had to stop cussing every other saying the f word every other word <laughs> in my set which uh really helped me out in getting into the clubs and opening for people so that helped out a lot so newt gingrich the former speaker of the house right they're talking about donald trump and if you form against them whatever that's fine um but the weird thing this this is this is what he said i'm gonna play that for you so this is what when asked about trump Right. It was right after the last debate. This is what Newt Gingrich said. And now they're faced with a very real prospect of Donald Trump becoming the leader of the party. And it absolutely drives them crazy. Uh, they just cannot Why? imagine sharing. Well, because he's an outsider. He's not them. He's not part of the club. He's uncontrollable. Uh, you know, he hasn't been through the initiation rights. He didn't belong to the secret society. Um, and I think that they, they don't see him. They have no idea how to relate. To like that. That was creepy. Like, he just came out and said, like, I've always known that. I've always known you got to belong to, you know, skull and crossbones or you got to belong to some type of oath, give some type of oath secret society because there's big corporations that, that rest on your presidency and you got to do what they say for their interest because, hey, billions and billions of dollars are at risk right now and you're not going to screw up my business because you want to make the world a better place. You're going to do exactly what I say. So, of course, I mean, if you've been in a fraternity or whatever, once you graduate, you got a fraternity brother needs a job, you're going to give it to him rather than the dude who probably has way better uh, a way better resume that's just how the world works it's it's not only what you know but more likely it's who you know so that's the way the world works oh I've, I've, I've understood that but when he came out and said that i'm not saying like oh you see trump is an outsider you need to go vote for him a lot of people were saying that and my thought process was why would he come out and say that and a lot of people that vote for Trump feel like he's an outsider and know about that type of stuff. So in my thinking, I was like, what if, what if he came out and said that not because Trump isn't a part of it, but because Trump is a part of it. You know what I mean? That Trump fellow billionaire is already a part of that class. And we're going to say this. So people really feel that he's an outsider. Cause what does everybody say about Harry Clinton? 
oh, she's an insider. She's always been an insider. She's she's a, a globalist, whatever you want to call it, right? And maybe they're saying this. Maybe Gingrich is saying he doesn't belong to the secret societies to make people trust Trump more. Maybe that's it. I mean, I, I can't. Why else would they? I know they're revealing much more. You know what I mean? Like 10 years ago, everybody, oh, the NSA is spying on you. That's crazy. Do you know how many people would have to be a part of that for the NSA to be spying on you? How many people would have to keep that a secret? That would never happen. And now everybody knows and they're like, well, I guess uh, just don't say anything bad and they won't get you. I'm not saying that they're listening to everybody's calls, but uh, they're probably recording everybody's calls. That way, if you ever do mess up, they can just look back in your file and be like, yep, all right, yep, that's it. That's it. Remember these all these text messages from years back in this conversation? So I think it's just more open about it. And still people put their head in the sand and they're like, well, you're still a crazy person for even thinking of stuff like that. And it's just because they either... They can't. It, it it's too hard for them to fathom the that this is really happening. They're like, oh, I'm scared of it. Or maybe the fluoride in the water really did make them dumb. I don't know. <laughs> now he's talking about fluoride in the water. Oh my God! Everybody knows it's for our teeth. Oh, when is his son gonna come out in this? That's the funny one. He's with his he's with his grandma. Okay, so let him be with his grandma. It's nice to do a podcast. Of daddy no with just um, myself feels nice I can be a little calmer when I do my 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 recording it's not so much hey guys yeah it's nice I thought you were gonna talk more about parenting I talk about everything this is just a stay-at-home father who's also a stand-up comedian who has too much time on his hands well I actually don't have a lot of time on my hands anyway well speak of the devil MMMs. What? Son. Is daddy funny? Is daddy funny? Give you your MMs and then you choke me. Yeah. Is daddy funny? No. Daddy's not funny. Is Am I kind of funny? No. No? Do I make you laugh? Does, does, does mama make you laugh? No. Does anybody make you laugh? Who makes you laugh? Who's no. funny? No, my friends make me laugh. Your friends make you laugh? Who are your friends? No, my friends. Daddy, daddy, mother. Is that a joke? No, no, my mother. So ninjas make you laugh? No, 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 ninjas. Ninjas. You're insane, son. But I love you. Yeah. Let me ask you an important question. Come here. I'm going to ask you an important question. Yes. What is the meaning of life? M&M's are the meaning of life. So little Dad. chocolate little chocolate candies are the meaning of life. M&M's work? M&M's work, yeah. They make you happy. Huh? Huh? What? Look. It's very smart of you to understand already that M&M's are the what meaning of life. Do? And that you got to be happy what with what you do every day. 
and you look back, and if this is your last day, and, and God said, hey, this is your last day, are you going to be wanting to do what you want to do? And the answer is yes, I want to take care of my kids. And he's going to eat M&M's. And thank you for, for putting life under perspective for me, son. You really put that in his brain. This is not the remote for this TV. Wait. Why? Why? This one. Hey. Hey, let's go potty. Let's go poo-poo. No. Why, what, why don't you like going poo-poo in the toilet? Can you tell me why you don't like going poo-poo no. in the toilet? No poo-poo. You poop your pants? Yeah, where, where do you Where do you Where are you supposed to go poo-poo? No, no, I know you don't want to go poop, but where? No, not poop, not poop. I know you didn't poop. I'm saying, where do you go poo-poo? All right, thank you, son. Wait, wait. Wait for what? M I will get no 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 you no M and M's you gotta eat lunch first. No lunch, no, no, no. And then you get to have M and M's after. Is that cool? All right. Well, that's been our podcast, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Like always, if you like what I'm saying, you like hearing stories about my kids, or you like, uh, you know. Supporting a new stay-at-home dad and a stand-up comedian, then then go ahead and subscribe, comment, share. Uh, I hope you like it. It's fun doing this. Um, to let you know, some of my shows coming up on the twelfth, which is uh, no, not the twelfth, the tenth, which is Thursday. I'll be at the Paper Tiger. Um, so come check out that show. It'll be a good one. On the twenty-second. And 28th, I'll be at the Improv Comedy Club. Oh, before that, I'll be at the 15th at Zombies here in San Antonio. So look up Zombies. It's a 10 o'clock show. Uh, This guy, Reed Clark, real funny dude, is headlining. Uh, He's one of the finalists there in Funnies in South Texas. Uh, So come check out that show. Uh, March 22nd, 28th, I'll be at the Improv Comedy Club. Um, April, I got a bunch of shows coming out. I'll be at Laugh Out Loud. I'll be at the Improv with Sam Demiris. Uh, then Laugh Out Loud with uh, Slade Ham and Godfrey. Godfrey, one of my favorite comedians. So I get to open up for him, which is really nice. Of course, every Friday midnight, I'm at the Blind Tiger. Check out the Blind Tiger page too. Uh, that's we're gonna be. We have shows every midnight. There's Improv eight, nine o'clock, and then ten o'clock. We usually have a headliner coming through or, or a cool show. Uh, like Smash Band Pow with Joey McCormick or Feed the Funny or the Conspiracy Shows. We have a bunch of different shows that we do there. Uh, add me on Funny Man Comedy Works too. That's my my uh, Facebook page that I do. The Facebook page we put on blogs, shows, news reports, stuff like that. That's Funny Man, one word, Comedy Works. Uh, add me on Facebook, Joshua Kawasa. That's C-A. B-A-Z-A, uh, that's my last name, Kawasa. Uh, subscribe and add me on SoundCloud as well. Uh, I got about an hour material. I've always said that before. Check out that, that joke I was telling you about. It's called uh, Isis and My Daughter. I did it like a year ago. I've, 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 it's a little different, but you get the hint of what it's kind of like. And I, comment on that. I didn't think it was offensive, but I felt like the audience was like, ooh, whatever. The, the rest of the set, they laughed. But I want to thank you guys one more time. For listening, for subscribing, for commenting, for sharing. I appreciate all of it. Um, thank you guys. Have a great rest of the week and have a good one. Bye.